0: hanging out with us. Hour two of Lori and Julia here on MyTalk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk 1071com um, on the MyTalk app and Cat Video Festival 2020. The virtual quarantine edition presented by David from First Equity where you can still watch it. It's on demand all weekend long. You can watch a segment from America's Funniest Home Video. Still donate to our charity partner Biddy Kitty Brigade and buy some Cat Video Festival merch. Proceeds going to our charity partner MyTalk 1071com keyword cat Go and watch it. It's fun. I'm I'm
2: kind (laughs) of watching it out of the corner of my eye, much to Lori's chagrin. Look up, Julia. Julia,
1: you know I have a pet peeve about that, being on the radio and not looking at each other. I did it
2: during the commercial
1: break. Yeah, that's fine. I know. Okay, so I... You know how much I love Sharon Stone. Do people (laughs) know that? Do people know that? I I wish I
2: could take a a picture of your hair today, because... It's it's great. I know, Sharon... fresh color. She got fresh color, but when Sharon Stone... Quit doing great hair because Sharon has been her hair has but you've been her hair muse for years. Yes, but I love her. I've loved her for a long
1: time. Yeah, you followed her. her
2: around Beverly Hills into a children's shoe shop, which I, I don't think you've ever gone in your life. <laughs> but you did follow her. In I've there. never
1: gone in a standalone shoe store right off Rodeo Drive. No, that would not be the place that I. Would, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was following her.
0: I get it. Yeah, I understand. So but I just
1: love her. I'm a, just a fan and. And everything, so I was so, I I never really thought about this, but when you think about people, and you know, Sharon Stone, she's 62, she's been an iconic actress for a long time in Hollywood, but I've never really thought about how much people get offered money-wise to tell their story in a memoir.
2: Gobs! don't you remember Jessica Simpson, how much she said they were willing to pay her,
1: but she couldn't do it because she would be she a lie still drinking. Yeah. yeah. So Sharon Stone, I guess, has been they've been after her people, publishers and people have approached her with book ideas, even, you know, and they'll start with um, this. is What I imagine it. Where, you know, it's kind of it just couldn't be thought, like how J Lo did that one book. She didn't Musings. tell us oh. she didn't tell us one thing. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of some beauty secrets. Mm-hmm. And you know, where you get paid the money is when you are Ish. when you are ready to be honest and have a memoir that's revealing and because that's what makes somebody's like Demi Moore's memoir was really good. And Jessica Simpson Jessica when she Simpson. did it was great. Sharon Stone Stone. <clears throat> there was uh the publishers, first of all, fought over her and she did end up inking a deal with Alfred Knopf. Uh-huh. Two million dollars. Good for her. Was her it was her uh book deal, and she got half of it up front. Mm-hmm. The book is due next March. It's called The Beauty of Living Twice. And Publishing Insider said it will be the one of the it will be the most shocking and candid Hollywood insider story ever told. Oh, I'm ready. They have been, people have been pleading with Sharon to write her story. And now she's decided to go full steam ahead. It will be a kiss and tell all on steroids, men and women in her star studded life should already be ducking and covering. She will write about marriages, engagements, lovers working in Hollywood Mm -hmm. Raising money for AIDS, yep. her 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 Hollywood friendships, um, because she always she has been a private, I would say, A list movie star. She's not put her name on a bunch of stuff, and she doesn't really. She's passionate about causes, and that's been you yep. know, her thing. And of course, as she's gotten older, you know the movie. Yeah, she choices. doesn't get a lot of options. Yeah, so um, it's going to be the blockbuster Hollywood tale of the decade is what uh, another publishing insider close to her book said. Um, and she's going into detail, apparently, her, her a very painful childhood. She was in, from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. um, and, of course, she's talked about her near-death experiences that she's had three. She's had the kids. She's... Was very did not ever want to do this because I'm thinking you know I bet Jennifer Aniston will get offered some money oh. maybe she's they're going to wait you know like some more time because she's not ready well no one at fifty wants to write their memoir you, know, no. you want to at least wait till sixty or although... Jessica Simpson, Simpson was, was thirty nine yes, yeah she did it but. She had a a thing because she had a secret that we had no idea with this whole other life. But she also had started performing when she was like 10 in the Mickey
2: Mouse Club and tried out for all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Anyway, she feared it would injure her career and the respect she had in the film industry. But she decided on top of everything that's going on, the Me Too movement and everything that has gone on with, racism and she just decided that it's time that the entertainment business be told from somebody who's old enough to tell it work through it can look back on hindsight and reflect
2: she started out as a model and was signed to ford modeling agency and Mm -hmm. um they told her to quit school and move to new york city and yeah she did it
1: woody allen cast her in her first movie
0: starlight memories i think mm -hmm. Yes, yes it was
1: starlight memories and she, I did not realize that uh, her her first husband was this TV producer. Uh, she married in 1984 after she starred in a movie called The Vegas Strip War. They separated after three years. And then in, in 1993, she met this producer dude who left his wife for her. They got engaged. They separated a year later, and she returned his engagement ring via FedEx a year after the breakup. And then then she got engaged to a director in 1994, but they never got married. Then she, she married, married her
2: second husband, Phil Bronstein. Yeah, the San Francisco Chronicle publisher, newspaper
1: publisher. And then... She uh, gave the kimono dragon, too. That's right. <gasps> the visit. And she's dated such an interesting Dwight Yoakam, Russell Crowe, Craig Ferguson christian slater i mean it's a really been a Mm -hmm. really lovely selection of all different kinds of men who knows maybe there's a couple you know women maybe she's gonna tell us that so i'm very excited about this book Mm joy i just couldn't be more pleased for sharon and i just hope everybody in her life gets better because her sister has the COVID. Her sister, yeah, and her sister-in-law. Let's hope she gets better. Anyway, so yeah, two million dollars. It just never really occurred to me that like that they would be hounding you for a while before you write it.
2: Yeah, I hers will be good. Hers will be good. And the thing about her though is she doesn't drink. She eats very well. She's very healthy. She's, she's gonna very remember, present. She's going to remember her she's stories. She's going to remember it.
1: I feel like she's a journaler.
2: Yeah,
0: she'll remember it. She doesn't have to get it from someone else. Because I feel like she's walked around certain stories without naming yes. names. So she has been vague booking, so to speak, yeah. out in the public for quite some time. But mm-hmm. think about what she probably went through in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Just, just alone. Just that. A whole book yeah. about having to be Sharon Stone in the 1980s. Yeah. Because her career really didn't take off. She did all 90s. of those till the 90s. Yeah. She did all those mm-hmm. like Richard Chamberlain, right. Indiana Jones ripoff things. That I think. think
1: I think, Holly, if... If any of us who were in our 20s, if we look back at what we did in the 80s and what was done to us, it is shocking Mm. because it was a very hedonistic and also misogynistic, very much, uh, we had freedom, not like, I mean, we had better freedom than like people, but it was, it was like, it was the good and the bad. Yeah, of both of both of that. And it was extremely fun and exciting. But it was also if you let yourself really think about some of the BS that you might have put up with at work, wherever work might have been. Whoa. Mm hmm. You know, none of that, uh, people would never say that, talk that way now. No,
2: no, they wouldn't. Yeah. No. And, and, and I'm a, just going to say, and, young and woman, both of us
1: can say, Whoa. And a young woman also would not accept it now. No, you're 100% right. You know, whereas we didn't really think anything of it. We we're just like, oh, I guess this is the way it is. Yeah. So anyway, yes, Sharon. Just had to bring that to you. Guys. It's Sharon great. Vaughn. That was my so, Vaughn that was is my your middle name. Happy Friday story. Yeah, I that's just a was good like, one. Thrilled about that. All right, thanks. When we come back, it's time for random thoughts.
2: You know, I saw the story the other day. You ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so uh, a new survey of women asked if men, um, say 88% of women say men who wear face masks are sexier. And they're getting used to them since the pandemic. I mean, it's kind of odd, because we're all, it's mandatory to wear face masks. But maybe right before it was, when you'd see a man wearing a face mask, you would think, oh, you know, good for him. And like, duh. But it's so dumb to say that, I think, in a way. But
1: like, you it's. I would judge a guy if they didn't have I a mask too. on because I think you don't care about anybody, right. Not even yourself, right? So, so I don't want to date anyone who doesn't like themselves.
2: <laughs> Lori, true that. You know me, what I mean? And six percent of women have trouble. had sex
1: with face masks on. Well, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, otherwise you got to do it. You know this. Uh, sure, face no, mm-hmm. it's just it's called it, face away sex. Face away sex.
0: There are plenty of options That's right for
1: that.
2: Yeah. And, and what they're finding is that people are more worried about others during the pandemic than we are about ourselves. The main mm-hmm. reason we're wearing masks, A, we have to, but yeah. 49% are worried about family members getting sick. Right. 36 are worried about accidentally affecting other people because you might not know you have symptoms. 20 are stressed about the idea of getting
1: it ourselves. I read the number one reason that people canceled, like whether it was graduation parties or um weddings or whatever was that the person that's hosting or that's the subject of celebration they ended up they end up being the ones who want to cancel it because they can't handle the idea of of someone in their family or friend circle getting sick from their event
2: yeah i mean that would be horrible
1: but i like that is a very like that that makes you it's caring it makes you feel good so yeah yeah I know, I but think- now would be the time to have boobs on your back. What was that one episode? Where, oh. What am I thinking about with the dancing? Yes. You, the episode of TV when the one guy's like, oh, I wish that you had a boob on your back. It was a movie or... I don't know what you're talking about but I'm just going to yeah. I like the it gesturing. Moves on the back, yeah. gesturing but you know for the sure. face away sex, yeah. it would just be like if things were on our back you know so we're being, oh, for you know All right, I'm saying. moving on. <laughs> all right, the Science
2: Museum is welcoming back welcoming back visitors. They've modified everything. So that's going to be the
1: first time. Yeah, okay. this is
2: they're doing a phased in reopening but really it's going to they're going to welcome oh, the public goodness. September 4th. They've um, the mes- museum staff went through intensive reevaluation. Every object on display, everything in there, and they're right, gonna, because
1: it's such a, it was such a touchy feel. It
2: was such a touchy feel, and actually, for the September fourth reopening, it will have a timely traveling exibu- exhibition called "The Science Behind the News." COVID. Oh, so that's
1: kind of timely too. So anyway, that's reopening. Is it like timed? You buy the time to go you buy in, the and time- it's limited amount of people. Yes. See, you know the the thing about all of this, you know, only twenty five percent capacity, for people who don't like going to these kinds of things because they're they're too crowded. Too crowded. This is it's a win. This is your time. This is
2: your time exactly. This is
1: time for the introverts to be able to, you know, go and do things because we're all so spaced out. Nothing is crowded, and nothing is rushed, and nobody is in your space at all. At all. You're so right, Laura. In the American Swedish
2: Institute, including their cafeteria, mm-hmm. they're reopening on Friday, September
1: eleventh. Good. So things are reopening and-, and it's like going to the Mall of America. Like sometimes That's, like I Everyone's wearing a mask. You're no, good. I I would always avoid going there on a Saturday or Sunday because it's too crowded. Now in the it's time of COVID time. I can go back to like in the olden days when the Mall of America first opened. I love to go out there on Saturday mornings. I do. I know, Lord. you know. And then the t- then it became a tour. It really like people started. Then the out of towners and you know whatever. And then I'd be like, oh, I got. It's go a there. perfect
2: time to go there.
1: It kind of mm-hmm. it really is. Okay,
2: so <laughs> researchers are saying the odds of catching COVID on an airplane are much smaller than you even think. So listen to this: they're finding. That people, experts are highlighting very, very few documented cases Mm -hmm. of in-flight transmission of coronavirus. The filtration on our flights
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded
0: by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Every two to three minutes with filters that capture over 99% of the particles.
0: Yep.
2: So they're saying that um, they calculated that assuming everyone's wearing a mask and if the flight is full. Mm-hmm. Your chances of getting COVID on a flight is one in forty three hundred.
1: Yeah, you and, probably but this have is, a higher chance, uh, like going somewhere else, but this without your mask. Literally, for a second. and
2: they're saying this is only if there's a passenger on board who's contagious, whose mask has failed for some reason. Uh-huh. So it's really outrageous. But if you're, if the seat middle seat is empty, mm-hmm. the likelihood is one in seventy seven
1: hundred. Okay. So sure. Yeah. Really,
2: you guys. So. People are doing what they're supposed to be doing and wearing their masks, right?
1: Hopefully, I mean that was the. I mean, if we had done this, if I know we had known, if this had happened, we'd be like looking out the rearview. If it, I don't know how this mask thing got so, I guess because you don't know about the virus at first, and then it got politicized. But it's just like been the most ridiculous thing. It it really weird one, and it's not a conspiracy. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Right,
2: moving on. Um, get ready, and I hate to say this, but guess what's coming.
0: Winter? Fall. No, fall comes before winter. Karen.
2: That winter's coming. I know Game of Thrones. Karen, the movie. No. Yes. They're they're making a movie? Yes. A satire? It's starring Taryn Manning from Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a Karen on that show. As a racist entitled Southern Woman Trying to Get Rid of Her New African American Neighbors um if that's too subtle for you her name will be karen white and the neighbors are black Lives matter supporters and karen is scheduled to hit theaters
1: next year so there's that um so there's a. sometimes you have to just paint the picture so people can understand and there's i bet the satire in that movie if it's got they got the right writers could be good Mm -hmm. i like her i do too i I do too all right i like that idea
2: Long before William Rehnquist and Sandra Day O'Connor were on the Supreme Court together, they were both students at Stanford Law and they dated. Oh, really? That kind of was a weird little, hmm. a weird little number. Um, another thing that's happening is if you, there's a new movie out that I watched um, called, oh, what Not is it? Unhinged. No. Why can't I think of it, Lori? Writing on the Bathroom Walls. Oh, Writing on the Bathroom Walls. This looks so good. It looks like a... Is it a teenage... It is. Rom-com kind of... Well, okay. It's about a kid who has schizophrenia. Okay. And so it's talking about his experience with schizophrenia. Is he a high school boy? He's a high school Mm -hmm. boy. And it stars... Charlie Plummer, um, Andy Garcia's in it. The um, the
1: trailer for it, it was made it I look watched really it. Good, okay. it's good. Is it's it? coming
2: out tonight on Amazon. Oh, yeah, it comes out tonight. I liked it. It gave you it gave you a different view of schizophrenia.
1: Yeah, and so which, which more boys have, and that is kind of the age. It's like right. late high school, early twenties. But here's a weird yeah. fact: there's never been
2: a person who was born blind and had schizophrenia. Scientist's best theory is that without vision, a person's brain person's oh. brain can't develop multiple interpretations of the world around them. Wow, isn't okay, that wild? That's
1: a wild one. Yeah, I
2: thought that mm-hmm. kind of tied into that.
1: So mm-hmm. anyway, all right. all right, we'll be back. Yes, we will. With some Hollywood news.
2: Before that, the city uh. gonna break your heart.
1: Possibly. The city is gonna break your wow. heart. oh wow, it's sunny
0: outside right now. It looks like a nice, beautiful evening. It does. Oh, it beautiful. does.
1: All beautiful. Right. So, did you find it? Um, did you even notice it at at all this week that um there was a lot of news about Brad and Angelina's divorce? Legal. Yep. Legal a ton. stuff. Mm-hmm. The very same week that Ivan, the one and only the movie that Angelina it, it's also coming out at the same oh. time. Okay. Are you saying that Brad's people
2: were trying to sabotage us? Well, they
1: started I mean basically just to catch people up. Angelina, her lawyer found out because these two are basically they're single. They have a bifurcated divorce, yes. so they are single, but married. But they are uh, financially tied, and the custody of their children hasn't been figured out. The four two biggest years. things. Yeah. Four years. Four years. So okay. anyway, um, so uh, it it came out that um, Brad apparently in in. California, there are not a lot of private judges. Got it. Okay, the pool of private judges is small, and these are the people that marry... Uh people work and on divorce business. them and
2: keep it quiet,
1: yeah. Whatever might be happening. Well, no, he's a judge, so they can't oh. divorce you. They're not representing you. They're ruling on everything. And okay. this judge married Brad and Angelina at the chateau in France, right. And even though they'd already had to do the marriage license in the state and all of that stuff, but he they that was f- there kiss of death. Angelina's lawyer found out that Brad, and maybe Plan B Productions. We don't exactly know is using this judge
2: for other things.
1: For other things, got it. and they're just saying we want a different judge because we're not sure that we are going to get fairness okay. because you've got all this business right stuff going right. on. Okay, okay, and then. Brad's people earlier in the week they just kept put, they kept putting out stuff that this is, you know she's dragging her feet on this and why act, acting outrage that she wanted another judge because the fact that this private judge had married them I guess they felt there there's no, you know
2: I think from his perspective too we're already so far down the track can't we just finish this but she's like no there's too much
1: there's too many Maybe. rulings that need to happen yeah. on financial stuff and she just wants him she just wants a clean slate judge i don't have i this seems do you guys see where she would feel this way Mm -hmm. follow her attorney's advice i could see this totally Mm -hmm. so now angelina's lawyer and i mean her name is samantha dejean and she practices out of san francisco so she's like the laura wath of northern california and um anyway she's she's uh they basically put out a statement to Entertainment Weekly that any gamesmanship that's going on and asking for the new judge is totally from Brad Pitt and that he is the one that is dragging his feet because why wouldn't you want to have a judge that just doesn't have any ties right now to either one of you? And she's even saying basically the fact that this judge married them, which, you know... She's mad at. <laughs> well, yeah, she should have listened when he was trying to talk her out of it. Anyway, she just wants a different private judge and I don't know. Team Brad Pitt. I don't know why they keep kept feeding all these stories all week about it's Angelina and she's being just terrible and they're so close to all of this when none of that is even true. They can't move forward till they figure out this judge thing. See, I don't think even though they say they're getting along. I wouldn't be surprised if they're banging in the middle of the night and fighting in the day. Oof. I mean, just what if you know?
2: Well, I had already. Said, I already said that to you, and you said just, absolutely not. There's no way. And I thought, well, why not? Well,
1: just because two weeks ago uh, it was they were so court Remember all the stories that were coming out about how cordial everything was. And yeah. He kept getting paparazzi going in and out on his motorcycle out of in her place. Cause they're like around the corner. I just, I can't stand these two. You, I know it's like I just really can't a long. Stand them. Yeah,
2: I don't. I, I really, blah. I, because it's been going on four so years, so long. and for the kids, I just, there's been no resolution. I just yeah, think it's got to be disturbing. I mean, her lawyer
1: just fired back. She just wants a fair trial with no special favors, and you shouldn't have any special favors, and neither should she. So I guess I'm on. Team Angelina, you know. Well, I know. I love Brad Pitt, you know, but he is being a dink about this. And I don't know. It could be his lawyers, Lori. It could be his lawyers. Just, yeah. Let's just keep because, this guy there. He's going to rule okay. more favorably. Have there been any blind items
0: from anti lawyer on this? Well, the blind items, not necessarily about the law. Lo- oh, yeah. Well, here's one blind item is that he said that Angelina is paranoid that Brad Pitt is sleeping with the maid and getting inside yeah, information. We saw that. Yeah. And then also that they're having, you know, some uh, side sauce with each other. So that oh gosh,
2: I really I don't know that I can handle that. I can can handle (laughs) that emotional. Julia,
1: people, sex with an ex happens. I know it all the time, Mm -hmm. and it it can happen even if you kind of are like in a thing. It's just familiar and. Oops, we're having sex. Yeah, all of a sudden, whoa, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were right back to Mr. and Mrs. Smithing each other. Remember those, that relationship? Yes, I do.
2: The one that wasn't happening. Okay, well. Ivan, the one and only Ivan comes out today on Disney
1: Plus. And the critics are liking it. Uh, What's the Rotten Tomato? 50. So. But it's, uh, I feel like the family. I feel like it's. That 89% on the audience. Okay. People love the it. The audience Because yeah, like, yeah. I think, in a movie like this. Because Amy Robach sat down with Angelina, the movie's director, and then the author of the book that this is based okay, on. So it. here's just a little bit from Angelina.
0: The story of Ivan the Gorilla took the nation by storm in the early 90s, a gorilla kept in a shopping mall with a special talent for drawing. Oh, Ivan. Bullseye. Look at that. Eventually inspiring the hit children's book, The One and Only Ivan. A gorilla who draws. Now a major motion picture heading exclusively to Disney Plus.
2: It's a lonely haystack. It's a beetle.
0: We sat down with the author, director and one of its stars, Angelina Jolie. So tell us what inspired you Angelina to get involved with this movie. My daughter Shiloh read the book and she loved it and she loved Ivan and then I just inquired if it was if anybody was making it or what was happening with it. Jolie playing the role of Stella, an elephant mother who offers wisdom to her animal friends. Would you like to hear another story? Oh yes please. Stella's a mom and she's really worried that when she dies she will not leave her child in a safe
2: place and she needs to find a way to empower others to protect her child. That's very different than Playing an elephant in a kids' movie. Humans did
1: that? I don't believe it. Not all humans are bad. They can surprise you. So, Danny DeVito, so it's a mix of live action and the CGI, and it's based on, I mean, this. I bet it'll be great. Ivan was this. My mom said, she goes, I'm ashamed that I used to bring the grandkids to go see Ivan, and they would all, the kids would always feel sorry for Ivan that he was in this. Oh. age. But of course zoo. you'd
2: go see it if it was right there, because right, it was in the, a strip mall. But the
1: kids would always feel bad about sure. it, and you know, Ivan did eventually get moved to, I think, the Atlanta zoo. zoo. He had a home there, and you know, he did die there, but with other, other gorillas, because he was all, you know, by himself. So anyway, I love that Shiloh brought her that, and that that's she read cute. the book. And yeah, that's cute. He, she's been out there for two weeks that's promoting cute. this movie. Hmm. That's pretty big. Yep. And Brian Cranston was out there last week because he plays the dad of the little girl who discovers Ivan can draw. And she's just like struck at well, what, you know, Ivan is in captivity. That's cute. Actually,
2: you know, I was wrong about that words on a bathroom wall. That is showing in movie theaters. Oh, okay. Starting today. Yeah.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I wonder if anyone went to the movie theater last night for the 15 cent movies possibly I mean when Graham was here he told us he'd been going to like uh, Grant not not Riverview but what's the one where they show the man theaters are no they haven't been open yet the one up in Columbia Heights yes I, I forget the name, the name of, of that. That was like Wizard of Oz was playing there. Sunset Boulevard, I think it's very Yeah, there right no. there's
0: lots of uh, movie theaters showing old movies. Even like the Trilon Micro Cinema is open right yeah. now. Yeah, so and he was just like, stuff. you know, there'd be
1: five or six people in there. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be it. But anyway, Holly, thanks for posting um, the Kevin Costner, Diane Lane movie we were talking about yesterday, Let Him Go. Yes. And it's based on Larry Watson's 2013 book of the same name. Let Him Go, which we never read that book, but I'm always excited when an author's book actually becomes something, becomes a movie, and it keeps the name of the book. So if you read that book, Let Him Go, and it's about these, uh, he's a retired sheriff, and Diane Lamb plays his wife, and their son, I don't know if an accident happens, they have a sudden death of their son, and the young grandson is, has been left in the hands of a member of kind of like basically an off-the-grid Ruby yep. Ridge type of group. And they got to rescue him, thus let him go.
2: Yes, and oh. there's no, there's no, that's not coming out till theaters till November I 6th. I know, it just
1: looks good. Yeah, it it just looks really, really, really good. And, you know, we appreciate you uh, posting that for us. And then, um, you know, the Emmy interviews are happening. Because Emmy voting started yesterday, okay. So if you're wondering why, like you were kind of seeing a lot of like just like Jennifer Aniston did an interview with the L. A. Times, and I uh, just I thought she
2: was just playing pool with Courtney Cox, you're doing
1: that. No, okay, it's why it. are
2: people out and about getting exposure? Because. For your consideration, remember me. Yes. Got it. Julia. Got it. Got yes. it.
1: And the we're thing, not going away. So, the voting started today, excuse me, and it happens for 10 days. So, that means for the next two weeks, you're going to see a lot of fame. I think the gossip game is going to go up and it's just going to be fun because in Yay. a pandemic, that means more print press, more virtual interviews, yep. however, they can reach people online. Yeah. And Jennifer Aniston is one of six nominees for leading outstanding actress in a drama. Sander oh, uh, O for Killing Eve, yes. Laura Linney for Ozark, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Zendaya for Euphoria, and Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. And Jodie Comer won the Emmy last year.
2: Yeah. All right. So let's just think of this. Do you think they'll give it to Zendaya?
1: Oh, I I think it's going to be Jennifer Aniston. First of all, Zendaya is going to be a star. Forever. For a long time. This okay. is her best acting. It's the most amazing role. that She's so young. And
2: she got a SAG award. Yes. Jennifer Aniston got a SAG award for the morning show.
1: She's And Jen hasn't contended yet at the Emmys for this right. role as Alex on the morning show. And, and it's
2: so good. Now, that's that something if you have Apple TV, that is a
1: great great series. I mean, that came out last November. Isn't
2: that wild? So anyway, it feels like it was forever ago for some reason. Wow. Alex
1: Levy is considered to be really the best acting that she's done really since friends or the right. good girl or just, it, it was amazingly so good. And there's no way I say she's not in what we call the pole position. If oh, we're going to use oh, a race, oh, look
2: at you. So fast. the Indy, you know, the Indy 500, <laughs> 500 is on <laughs> Sunday.
1: But why take any chances? So she gives this interview to the LA Times and it's really um, basically, you know, it's at home with Jennifer Aniston in a pandemic. But of course, they're talking about playing this role. And she it, it was, I think, one of the things that made her so good in it is because sometimes even though you didn't see Jennifer Aniston, you really felt like the weight, I guess, of a woman whose career is in the spotlight and everything that's thought about you is determined by other people. Yeah. And that's Jennifer Aniston. That's
2: interesting. Outside Lori. of her character, yeah.
1: even. So it's very meta. Very. Thank you. Thank and you. and she basically told the LA Times, this show was like doing years of therapy. Interesting. For me. Wow. Right. Um, and uh, and what other people Why? have decided for this, her. Because she kind of got, she pretty much says that she played Alex through her own personal lens. Then she said when Alec didn't want to pose on a red carpet, show up to an event after she's had the worst bleeping day. Yeah. And she doesn't want to have to put on a face and smile and pretend. Well, I've been that for a long time too.
2: I want to go back and watch it. Uh-huh. I watched it on my computer because my couldn't figure it out on my TV, TV. but now I can. We got to go, guys. Yeah, we do. So,
1: so sorry. Okay, we'll be right back.
0: So, what are you trying to say?
1: Hollywood. Hollywood speaking.
0: What is the meaning of this?
1: What is the meaning of this? Well, Joy, I just wanted we were going so long on our Jennifer Aniston. We but, went uh, Sorry. Uh Jennifer, I feel like uh in in telling you know, sharing this that, you know, she's imitating life. Yeah. Emmy voters love that. Let oh, you yeah. channeling your pain. You never wanted to go on a red carpet. You always look so, you know, beautiful and I mean, I just I don't know. She's in the pole position. I don't know how she doesn't win the Emmy.
2: All right, fine. Because the two killing the Eve,
1: uh, gals, ladies, will split the vote on them. You know what I mean? Killing even, and, and maybe possibly the crown, because the, the, crown, the Emmys do like the crown. I'm sick. They do, of the but crown. People, this year was
2: not good. People
1: were disappointed because we could have had another year out of Claire Foy. So I think Olivia Coleman will pay the price good. for people going. She was too old to play thirty-seven-year-old Queen because she was forty-five. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that Jennifer Aniston will be seeing her in her casual wear or whatever. Yes. She's going to make an effort
1: to show up. Yeah, what is it? Come, Come as you are, are but, but make, make an effort. An effort. Oh, jeez, mm-hmm. Our favorite. That's, you know, that's kind of her style. She's probably the only one not freaking out about right, this. Right,
2: exactly. This has
1: been her style.
2: Totally. Yeah. Glory, totally. Yeah. Okay. Because she never does the hair or anything different. She looks, she looks like she looks... But with Mm -hmm. a beautiful dress on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: uh, Hollywood speak this for me, please. Lisa Rinna wears a bleep you necklace uh, ahead of the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, as well as Instagramming a Warholian painting someone did of her flipping the finger. She's
2: sick of the haters. But she doesn't look good, and it she doesn't look good this year on the Burial Housewives of Beverly Hills, and it's hard
1: to get all the hate. To get
2: all the hate. Who wants the hate?
1: Yeah. Well, you know she's really been. She I'm shocked at what a mean friend she's been to Denise Richards. Like she dumps twenty years of friendship over a woman a known troublemaker, liar, sure. potster who's not even on the show anymore and hasn't been for several years, Wendy Gamble. It it strikes a thing with every like a, anybody who's been a good friend, you just go, "What the hell? You're a right. rotten friend."
2: I don't care about her anymore. Okay. But Go back to keeping your old hair. I don't like all of her
1: hairdos. So you know why? Okay, let me Hollywood speak all the wigs that Lisa Rinna is uh, snatching.
2: She had the best, greatest classic look. And for some reason she's like... I'm
1: going to tell you why. Brandy Glanville told Lisa Rinna, there's an audio clip of it somewhere. She told her... At a reunion. So whatever yes. the reunion was, it might have been when Kim brought the bunny or something. And Lisa Renna, I believe in the clip they've shown, she had like a tear come down her eye or something like that. But she said, you've been wearing the same hairdo for 20 years. And, you know, when someone who's like 15, 20 years younger than you, they give you the hair insult and tell you you've had the same hairdo struck a chord because
2: she has a classic perfect hairstyle i love her and hair i've tried to grow it. my hair, I've tried into to that do hair. It many times
0: and how great to have a signature look, yeah, look that is all your own but yep.
1: ever since brandy threw That's that stupid. that that she lobbed that arrow across the, pl- the fluffy couch yep, yep. at a reunion lisa renna has worn Wigs and long extensions hair, and, and
2: pony extensions, it, and bang. She it, it just looks. So it,
1: it made me feel bad because it was like, Lisa, your hair is great. You know, settle down, be fine. You'll be fine. Don't. Who cares what Brandy Glanville says about of your hairdo? People, I know, mm. but that's what I think. All right, fine. All right, here we go. Uh, Drew Barrymore uh, confirms the long-standing rumor that her grandfather was stolen from the morgue by Errol Flynn no. to be put up at a poker party. She confirms. Wow. Did you ever know that rumor, Julia? No, but just tell me the Holly story because
2: have. tell everyone who her grandfather was.
1: John Barrymore. Yes. The actor. It was people like if you're like Holly probably knows about this story. I mean, if you like love old Hollywood, right? Right. Right. You would have heard of this story and suppose, not supposedly, because Drew Barrymore did confirm it, but she said the final adventures of her grandfather's body served as inspiration for a scene in the Julie Andrews, Blake Edwards movie, SOB. Yes. And she also said that she's heard the rumors that Weekend at Bernie's... I love that movie. Okay, in which the yes. two friends pretend their dead boss is still alive was inspired by the fate of her grandfather. So Funny. she was on a podcast this morning, and they were like, you got to tell us, Drew, if right. this is true. And she said they did. Yep, It was Errol Flynn, the comedian W.C. Fields, and some poet anarchist dude by the name of Sadakichi Hartman. And they took him to a final party in 1942. They, but they took his body out of the morgue. They broke into the morgue and they propped him up at a poker party <laughs> that was a weekly thing. And they got wasted and he they propped him up and he was there and... Drew told the fellas on the podcast, I hope my friends do the same for me. This is the
2: kind of spirit I can get behind. Just prop the old bake up and let's have a few last rounds. I kind of
0: love it. I want I just this is a reminder that if anyone thinks that Hollywood is crazy now, you have no, no idea. idea. What was going on back in the day because it was 10 times wilder. Well, cameras have stopped everything. Okay, but
1: no, but do you think it was 10 times wilder because it was 10 times more closeted in every which way?
0: Hmm. Or just. No one
2: would know about it. You could do so much more, Lori, because no one, no one, not everything was instantaneous and filmed and there's not cameras everywhere. Julia, there
1: was really a lot of really, really dark, decadent. Uh, hedonistic. I've seen the Black Dahlia. Yeah. Dangerous type of things You going would have loved it, Larry. <laughs> well, you got you know what I'm saying? As long as you had a good fixer working behind yeah. you, you could get away with anything. You really could. Yeah, so I do think it was... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny story. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, listen. Shoot, we never got to... Uh, some... Well, we've got time. Alright, we'll get to it. We've got a happy hour trivia coming up.